This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Best Ball Resurrection closes on Thursday. It closes in two days. Promo code Underworld gets you 10% instant deposit match. It's not even close to filling yet. Get in there. Underdogfantasy.com. Promo code Underworld. The Resurrection. man yeah yeah wire another week another d williams the top of your waiver wire claims i mean it's it's d williams deja vu that's really what it is it's daryl williams this week it was damian williams last week but it's a similar theme where there's actually a better player behind darrell williams on the depth chart in kansas city i actually like elijah mcguire we're going to talk about him a little bit more, but I mean, in terms of stashes, I would go ahead and stash Elijah McGuire for nothing on the waiver wire before I would overspend on Damian Williams. Now, certainly, if you have a number one waiver claim and you can get a guy that can go out and score three touchdowns for the Kansas City Chiefs, you're going to use it, right? You're going to use your number one waiver claim on, on Daryl Williams or Darrell Williams, and you might even use it on Devontae Booker as well, because Devontae Booker is going to be the starting running back. Even though neither of these guys are imposing athletes in every way, I, I prefer Daryl Darrell Williams just because he's going to be the starter for longer unless he gets hurt too. The problem with these plotting running backs when they get thrust into a starting role, because they can't avoid contact, they run to contact, they get injured quickly. That's the problem with Alex Collins. That's the problem with Devontae Booker. At least with you know Jarek McKinnon, he's dynamic enough to avoid contact. And so is Elijah Maguire. And actually, Elijah Maguire has the best skill set of all these running backs on the Chiefs right now. They elevated him from the practice squad. He has the size. He has the strength. He has the running ability inside and outside the tackles. He was great in the passing game in college. That's why Player Profiler exists. Player Profiler exists so that you can go and check out Elijah McGuire and say, oh, oh, okay, that's interesting. All right, look look at this guy. All right, he's 5'10", 215. All right, above average speed, above average burst. This guy's interesting. And, And he's been banished to practice squads around the league. I don't get it. I don't get it. He was productive at Louisiana Lafayette three consecutive thousand yard rushing seasons and he has two 30 catch seasons including a 45 catch season so you look up and this is a running back with more than 1200 receiving yards in college so he gives you what Jarek mckinnon gives you that that that's pretty much it in terms of where you're spending significant funds this week is it williams is it booker the beauty is 
you could spend a little bit less in fab bidding because you know they're both out there, right? They're both out there. So you could say, you know what? I'm only going to put 25% down on Williams and 15% down on Booker. And maybe I can get one of these guys. If it's a competitive league, it's a deep league. You get to go up to like 50% to try to get Williams, maybe 35% on Booker. But because there's two of these free square running backs out there, you may be able to get one. That's the, that's the nice thing because only one other person is bidding significantly on running back because only one other person feels like they desperately need running back and others just either aren't paying attention or don't feel like they have a need. And then you can sneak one of these guys on your roster inexpensively because there are two available this week. There's also Khalil Herbert and he wasn't the bell cow. He was sharing the backfield with Damian Williams, but no one expected him to share it as equally as he did. He outrushed Damian Williams he, like Elijah McGuire, has the most dynamic, robust, versatile skill set on that roster. And because they're so run heavy, they just don't trust Justin Fields. I don't know why they're not unleashing Justin Fields. They refuse. They're just running the ball. Okay. They want to run like a college style, high school style offense. All right. Well, the running backs are getting a lot of touches, right? If, if, there's, if there's one running back on a team that benefits when they implement a high school style offense, it's the backup running back. They're going to get thrust in there because they're going to have to. They're just, the primary back just can't absorb all that all that punishment in a given game, so they're going to have to split it, and that's what they're doing. I think Khalil Herbert's a better value this week. That's another reason why you can spend down on Williams and Booker, and then you can hope to steal Herbert. If you can't steal Herbert, I would go for Marlon Mack. Marlon Mack looked explosive. All us... Cam Akers dynasty enthusiasts were like, yes, yes. And on Twitter, like, why are you being so cryptic, Podfather? I'm like, what do you mean cryptic? What, what, do you, what do you mean? I'm not being cryptic. They both tore their Achilles, and I heard that Marlon Mack was never going to be the same. And that you know, Cam Akers is doomed. Oh, because why? Because, oh, Devontae Foreman or something. Bad running backs of the past. Mikel LaShore was never the same guy. Was Mikel LaShore pre-Achilles tear, rupture? A great running back? No. What are we talking about? Marlon Mack's a different level of player. And we, we gave the analogy, oh, these gymnasts in the Olympics, they keep coming back within months that we think maybe there's a reason why Cam Akers is technically on the eligible to return IR. He's not out for the year. There's a reason why. They, they saw these gymnasts returning now from these Achilles ruptures using modern medicine. Why not? And then Marlon Mack's a proof point of that. Looked explosive last night. And the trade deadline's coming up, and more and more teams need running backs. And if he goes anywhere, he's going to go somewhere to be a workhorse. That's why you got to stash him now. You had to stash him last week, really. We told you to stash him last week, but if you didn't stash him last week, get him now. Same thing with DJ Dallas. DJ Dallas, I mean, it's the same theme over and over and over again. Just like last week, Khalil Herbert is a better player overall at this point in his career versus Damian Williams than Damian Williams. Just like Elijah McGuire is the best running back at this point in his career on Kansas City. And DJ Dallas, right? Of all the healthy running backs in Seattle, DJ Dallas has the versatile skill set where Collins is between the tackles. He's not active in the passing game. Travis Homer can only be, you know, one-dimensional satellite back. DJ Dallas can do it all. Anytime DJ Dallas gets the ball, he looks faster. There's clearly more juice there because Alex Collins has always been a between-the-tackles grinder going all the way back to his time at Arkansas. This isn't new. And my worry is with Collins, with Booker, and with Williams, 
there's an injury around the corner because they can't avoid contact because they're they're just too slow. It's one of the reasons why David Montgomery got hurt because he runs to contact. It's the concern we have with running backs that aren't fast. So now that Chris Carson has neck problems and neck prop that's never good. Like I am worried about these these neck problems. He misses one game, why not two games? If he misses two games, why not three games? Like the neck is your neck isn't right, you can't play. You take huge contact and compression on your helmet and neck and, and those vertebrae most most carries right it's like i i'm i'm terrified for chris carson which is why I, i'm very interested in acquiring dj dallas at value dabble on both he and collins but just go low i think you can go low this week and maybe get a herbert a mac or a dallas get two of those three guys by going low especially with booker and Williams out there, typically in a 12-team league, not everyone's active on the waiver wire. You can sneak at least one of those those five guys, Mac, Dallas, Herbert, Booker, Williams. You can sneak at least one of those guys on your roster for a dollar, unless it's like a super hyper competitive league. And in deep leagues, all these guys aren't available. Herbert was, was picked up. Booker might be stashed. Daryl Williams might be stashed already. In those leagues, different different game theory. You might have to spend up if you want to make sure you get DJ Dallas. You might want to go all the way to eight, nine, ten percent of Fab if, if you if you like DJ Dallas, which I do, and that's what I'm doing in hyper competitive leagues. And I have to go soon. Uh, a couple things happened. I ate Chipotle today, so I had a Chipotle burrito. It's not going well. And my daughter has a soccer match. So we have Chipotle and soccer. That's why this may be the shortest waiver wired show of the year. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> and this is as good a time as ever to talk about Lucy, the sponsor of this show. Their latest slim nicotine pouches give you the satisfaction without any tobacco whatsoever. So it's a non-tobacco product. Those of you looking for a cleaner nicotine alternative should consider this. It's infused with coconut oil, so it doesn't dry out your mouth. And there's all different strengths. So you could start with the 12 and work your way down from 8 to 4. My dad, my mom, my wife, myself... Many of my friends have used tobacco in some capacity in the past. I just wish this existed for them, for us. Lucy.co, Lucy.co, promo code Underworld. Get 20% off your order of Lucy Slim Pouches. Lucy.co, promo code Underworld at checkout. And don't forget, this product contains non-tobacco nicotine. And nicotine is an addictive chemical. Kadarius Tony, right? A priority stash last week. He was among our top five wide receivers to pick up. Congrats to all of you that picked him up. I got him in the Scott Fishbowl for $0. I spent all my fab on Elijah Mitchell, who now, incidentally, looks like he's going to be the bell cow when they come back from their bye. He's going to be healthy, shoulderably healed up. He was getting all the touches. Not all the touches, because Juszczyk was getting a bunch of touches. But of all the the halfbacks, the non-fullbacks, he was dominating the touches, which you love to see. And I love to see that in the Scott Fishbowl that I have Mitchell and now I have Tony. I started Tony actually. So congratulations to everyone that streamed him. Even though Galladay did play, didn't play very long. It still seemed like a perfect spot 
with Diggs matched up with Galladay. It was a perfect spot for Tony. And where you knew they were going to be playing from behind, it, it, made, it made it made too much sense. And now he's he's gone nuclear. And now you got to put like twenty percent of your budget on him. Should have got him last week. Urgh, urgh. But he's still a priority, right? I would prioritize it as Williams and Booker, and then I want Tony. I always prioritize the running backs if you can start them. It all depends on your your roster. If you don't need to start a running back, there's no reason to pick up. Booker, right? He may only play one game as the starter. So if you don't need him this week, forget him. If you need a running back, you want to go try to get him, right? It makes a huge difference. Some people are hollowed out at running back and they really need an RB2. And they're the ones that are going to be bidding more on Booker and Williams. If you don't have that need, I would still go get Williams no matter what, because he's looking at being the starter for one of the league's most prolific offenses for three to four weeks. That's different than Booker. The problem is... For Barkley, he could re-aggravate the ankle injury just like Dalvin Cook. So you still want to get Booker if you can, but in terms of priorities, if you need wide receiver help, I give you permission to prioritize Kadarius Toney number two, right? Get Williams first and foremost because he's a running back and they're so much harder to find and replace, but Tony number two in the priority list. And Tim Patrick, right? The reason why I'm not rushing out to get a wide receiver any given week because typically we have backup wide receivers from the draft, right? Where we, we were drafting Antonio Brown, maybe you drafted Debo. Like there's plenty of depth at wide receiver, and there's plenty of later round wide receivers that are producing. So there shouldn't be an issue. But for those of you that that do need to play a wide receiver this week, don't, maybe you get outbid on Tony. I would put a healthy bid on Tim Patrick, maybe up to 10% of your budget on Tim Patrick, because he is a starting wide receiver for the Teddy Bridgewater offense. And the Teddy Bridgewater offense is a good offense. It just, it just is. And all this guy, Tim Patrick does is produce. He has more fantasy points per game this year than Devonte Smith. And there's more pass volume in Denver than there is in Philadelphia. That's part of the, that's part of the reason, but also Tim Patrick just is playing well. He's just playing well, and he should even be available, but so many people dropped him after last week that he's now available. So go get him. But the best value at wide receiver this week is Amon Ross St. Brown because, I mean, it is a rare thing that you can find a rookie on a glide path to break out on the waiver wire just sitting there, right? He has explosiveness. He's not a true alpha. He's more of a slot flanker. That's true. He doesn't fit the profile of a true number one in the league, but they don't have anything like that anyway, right? Quintez Cephas now out. I know that Amon Ross St. Brown was a fourth round pick, but now there's no Brashad Perriman on that team. Tyrell Williams is on the IR. Quintez Cephas is out. So it is the ultimate target conservation breakout. It may be true that we look back in three years and Amon Ross St. Brown was never able to recapture the magic that he did in his rookie year, but he's getting the targets there. He's getting a significant percentage of targets above and beyond the next receiver on that team. And the other receivers on that team are situational players only. Khalif Raymond, they're just, they're not even proper NFL starters. He at least is a proper NFL starter. He has early day three draft capital. He had an impressive collegiate profile early, and then other players, Drake London, came to USC and suppressed his production. But 
I look up and he's on a lot of waiver wires. And I'm like, wait a second, this this is a full-blown number one. And their pass volume in Detroit has been higher than any of us thought it would be. So there's volume there. There's the role we want. He's the best value on the waiver wire and in fab bidding because he didn't score a touchdown. He just has the targets, right? I think Patrick and Kadarius Tony will be higher priorities for people this week. And that'll let you sneak in Amon Ross St. Brown, just like you snuck in Khalil Herbert last week. Same situation, same story. Going deeper, I'm still a believer in Van Jefferson. He's going to be very volatile. He's going to be up and down. The number three receivers are up and down in this league, but he has the speed. He's in the right offense with Matthew Stafford. I would continue to play Van Jefferson in deep leagues and just eat the dud performances, knowing that there's 100-yard performances out there. you got to go stash Rashad Bateman. He is going to be their number one receiver at some point. It's probably not going to be this year because... Marquise Brown is a top 10 receiver, right? So, you know, Marquise Brown is their number one for the season, but who knows what happens next year, right? And if Lamar Jackson is going to decide that he's going to be a prolific passer this year, they can absolutely support two fantasy relevant wide receivers. So first round wide receiver with an exceptional prospect profile, probably going to be back this week. I would stash Rashad Bateman just for a week, see what happens, see what his role is. It's worth it. If you're streaming, though, I would rather stream Zach Pascal against Houston. Until T.Y. Hilton comes back, he's still a full-time starter. He's getting five-plus targets a game. You could do worse. Again, this is it, it goes from Amon Ross St. Brown to very underwhelming options quickly. I'm stashing T.Y. Hilton in deep leagues because he's going to come back. And then there's Chris Moore and DeAndre Carter. DeAndre Carter was the number two in Washington this past week. Chris Moore, the number two in Houston. So... The number twos in some of these less prolific offenses aren't as exciting, but if you're just trying to find like a Pascal type player, going to go out and get you five to six targets. Those are guys at tight end. I'm streaming David Njoku because it's a rare thing that a guy goes out and gets you 150 yards and a touchdown. So I would chase that. If I can't get Njoku, I actually want Ricky Seals Jones. He's getting the targets. We talked about that. That passing game has been hollowed out, so it's a target conservation play. He's also a move tight end, so he he, he runs a lot of routes, and, and he's a better receiver than he is a blocker. So in, in, for a bunch of different reasons, I like Ricky Seals-Jones as a streamer this week, as well as Conklin. I'll go back to Conklin. Dan Arnold was actually the re- leading receiver for Jacksonville, so, and I expect more of the same. His role is growing, so we just kind of extrapolate his role, just keep keeps going up. Anthony Ferkser, that's another target conservation play. And then streaming quarterbacks. We'll see as the week goes on who, who the best streaming quarterbacks are. Hineke gets Kansas City. You'll love that. Bridgewater against Las Vegas. Darnold has a shootout matchup. And Wentz. And, and finally, in deep leagues, if you're streaming in deep leagues, you're, you're in 2QB and Superflex, I, I, would, I would try to get Geno Smith because... Weapons matter, and DK Metcalf on one side, Tyler Lockett on the other. You could do worse. You could do a lot worse. That's it. That's all I got. Chipotle and soccer are calling.